Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello. How are you? I am well, thanks. I am well. How are you? I'm well, as well. So, having only really talked about this for five seconds, about what to, what we were going to talk about, what came to mind for me was something that I had read about mental health. And then I felt like it was probably one of the best descriptions of that that I've ever read. And without even reading it to you, you're like, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. So here we go. The, the book is called Slowing Down to the Speed of Life by Richard Carlson and Joe Bailey. And this section, I don't, I don't think I've ever read on our podcast before. <laughs> I know you have, but I don't think I have. I'm like nervous. Okay. Um, the section's called Mental Health Toolkit of the Mind. Mental health is our birthright. We don't have to learn how to be mentally healthy. It's built into us in the same way that our bodies know how to heal a cut or mend a broken bone. Mental health can't be learned, only reawakened. It's like the immune system of the body, which under stress or through lack of nutrition or exercise can be weakened, but which never leaves us. When we don't understand the value of mental health and we don't know how to gain access to it, mental health will remain hidden from us. Our mental health doesn't really go anywhere. Like the sun behind a cloud, it can be temporarily hidden from view, but it is fully capable of being restored in an instant. Mental health is the seed that contains self-esteem, confidence in ourselves, and an ability to trust in our common sense. It allows us to have perspective on our lives, the ability to not take ourselves too seriously, to laugh at ourselves, to see the bigger picture, and to see that things will work out. It's a form of innate or unlearned optimism. Mental health allows us to view others with compassion if they're having troubles, with kindness if they are in pain, and with unconditional love no matter what they believe, how they act, or what their nationality or religion happens to be. Mental health is the source of creativity for solving problems, resolving conflict, making our surroundings more beautiful, managing our home life, or coming up with a creative business idea or invention to make our lives easier. It gives us patience for ourselves and towards others as well as patience while driving, catching a fish, working on our car, or raising a child. It allows us to see the beauty that surrounds us each moment in nature, in culture, in the flow of our daily lives. Although mental health is the panacea for living our lives, it is nothing short of ordinary. 
If you reflect on your life, you will see that it has been there to direct you through all your difficult decisions. It has been available even in the most mundane of life situations to show you right from wrong, good from bad, friend from foe. Mental health has commonly been called conscience, instinct, wisdom, common sense, or the inner voice. We think of it simply as a healthy and helpful flow of intelligent thought. As you will come to see, knowing that mental health is always available and knowing to trust it allows us to slow down to the moment and live life happily. Beautifully read. <laughs> Beautiful words. Yes. It's probably one of the best I've ever read. Yeah. What comes to mind for you, Anne? Well, as soon as you mentioned that you'd read something that was your the best description that you've read about mental health, I thought, yeah, let's do that. And I think the reason for me personally why I was all for it, I mentioned to you, I've been really tired the last few weeks. I've been working. I was the unadvisable, really long hours. And an hour by hour, it's been fine. But I've been really tired. And a part of that was... On Friday of last week, 4.30, my time in the afternoon, I had an email from somebody in my corporate client base about um, a piece of work, a workshop that I delivered for that person's company two days earlier. And it wasn't particularly complimentary. It wasn't particularly complimentary. And it was, and it copied in a very senior person within that company. And I looked at it and I went, oh no. And I tried to rationalize it. And then I thought more about it. And I thought, this is ironic. I'm really taking this personally. And the funny thing is this person who's written the email wasn't even at the training wasn't even there. This is a third party. I have heard a few people who were on the team didn't think it was particularly good. And it was just like, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing the, the, uh, the note, right? But it was interesting. And the ironic part that I was about to mention, I took it really personally. Mm. And it can't have been because this person wasn't there, hadn't witnessed what I had done. And it was just, just interesting to me, but I really went to town in my head. I was not mentally healthy for the next, at least hour and a half. It, it set the, uh, the wild cats running in my head. And truth be known, they kept coming back all weekend. I was worried really worried reputation wise what the uh, the other stakeholder would think the very senior person in the company would think and I was just like wow I was just worried and it didn't go well it came and it went 
all weekend. Now, it's really interesting. There is a, a good ending to this. <laughs> really good ending. Um, because that person then attended a session that I did with the same company this week. and went, yeah, I thought it was a really good session. I don't know what they're thinking of. And copied in the big boss. And the big boss emailed on, on Monday to say, hey, this guy hasn't been there. It's cool. I'm, I'm not going to listen to this feedback because um, it's not direct. So I wouldn't worry about it. Let's see. So that was the bookend, right, of me going crazy in my own, own head with um, wildcats running in my head, taking me to all kinds of places from Friday of last week and then over the weekend. And, and then on Monday, just realizing that it was all okay. But this is what I find interesting about my experience of last weekend. There was a bit of me that doubted those dark, those dark wildcats in my head. Even as compelling as they were, Mm. There was a bit of me that went, I don't really have to follow this. But at the same time, what I also did, I tried to make myself feel better. And nothing worked. Nothing worked. And then I had this other thought. Hey, I just feel bad. And I relaxed. <laughs> I was just like, oh. I just feel bad. I can be with this feeling. I don't have to change it. Now, I know 12 years ago, that could have set me off into a far more um, significant downward spiral. And I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the weekend as much as I did, even though those wildcats kept coming back. because of the little bit of doubt and then this other thought that came into my head which was that thought of common sense that mm. Richard Carlson and Joe Bailey were talking about of hey this is just bad feeling it doesn't mean anything and there was a really lovely reminder when I even just went like this to, my, to myself at some point on Saturday afternoon went that's all this is I don't have to change how I feel Now, as I did say, it did come back a few times, but it wasn't nowhere near what it would have been a dozen years ago. So when you said earlier on, before we started recording, that you'd read something that was your best or your favorite um, description of mental health, I was all for hearing it mm. again. So that's what came to mind. What comes to mind for you? You know, I love in the description how it's not this magical, unattainable state of mind. I love how ordinary how ordinary it is, like 
just like our body's ability to heal itself. We don't sit around and think about how unattainable that is or somehow think that there's something we're supposed to do to make sure that happens. You know, there's nothing for us to do about it. And like you said, I think that the more we allow ourselves to be in whatever experience is showing up in the moment without needing to change it or push up against it or make it better, just be there. I think the, the easier it is for us to fall back into our mental health that's always there. My daughter and I recently were talking about, she asked me about trauma. I don't know if that's something that kind of came up in her life with her friends that this trauma is this permanent, always there part of your life that you just carry around. You know, like in, in a lot of teenagers' minds right now, this is like, oh, it's trauma. I'm going to have this forever, you know? Maybe in a lot of adults as well. But I refer back to this in kind of the analogy of our body's healing. And sometimes if we let it, we fall back into our own mental health where our trauma is something that is part of our life experience, but not necessarily something that we're obligated to carry forever. And sometimes in our thinking, we will bring up things that have happened to us. And I think that that's normal. But if you go with that analogy of our body healing itself, it's a little bit like picking at a scab so that it can't heal. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense or... It does to me from someone who spent a lot of time in his childhood doing exactly that. <laughs> and I just, I love that because there's nothing to do. And I think for a good piece of my life and still today, probably, <laughs> I think that feeling better is on me to do. Mm. I could just see something new if I could just make myself feel better if I could tell a better story if I could do something so I love that reminder that it's not my job it's just who I am and I love that It is a beautiful reminder of how much less is my job. And over the years, it varies hour by hour, day by day. But over the years, I've come to see that there's not much that is my job. And it's less and less. And then 
There's no way I'd have believed that on Friday last week. There's no way. Because <laughs> I forgot. I forgot the truth of it. But I was willing a cut to heal. <laughs> well, that ain't my job. Willing it doesn't do a thing. Nature's got that covered. It's such a relief to remember that. And then times again that I've just thought about that, that I will I will try and think myself to sleep at night. <laughs> How does that work out? <laughs> yeah. Awesome, as you can imagine. It's fantastic. <laughs> hey, let me will myself to sleep. Yeah, I can spend hours trying that. <laughs> That's just a, you know, a version of all of it, in my mind. A version mm -hmm. of all the things that I will innocently try to do under the illusion that I think is my job, my willpower's job. The win that I've made up, his job. And in the moments that, you know, you and I are sharing about this and reflecting on it, it's just to, to be touched by its naivety, innocent naivety, and its um, absurdity at the same time, because it's really funny. Again, going back to the part that you read out, about noticing that we can laugh at ourselves as to how we can get ourselves tied up in knots that we started tying to begin with. Let me untie this knot by tying it tighter. I remember listening to two teachers in this field, one I know very well, George Pransky, and one I've got to know a little bit, but don't know him very well, Mark Howard. And the two of them were talking back in February. Um, over three days that they were chatting and sharing. And they were mulling over and reminiscing about their work lives together over the last kind of over 35 to 40 years that they've collaborated. Certainly over 30 anyway. And one part of it was they were just noticing how kind the human system is mm -hmm. and how the human system reminds us of or how well made that human system is that we will innocently take a signal and think it means something else. So I have a signal of feeling bad. That means I got to think myself better doesn't mean that, but we innocently mistake the signal for something to do as opposed to something to leave it alone. So I remember picking at scabs on my skin as a kid and my mother telling me, hey, when it'll heal itself, it'll do better. When you'll, it'll leave a scar if you keep doing that. Or it will take longer when if you keep doing that. Well, Mum's really wise. My mother's really wise with that. This kid didn't know anything, but he still had fun doing them. 
picking up the scab. She's right. The scab's a signal of health. And the system's working really well. Bleeding on the skin is a, is a signal of health, doing what the body's designed to do. And I don't know how many of us would say, oh no, I'm, I've cut, I'm bleeding. I therefore am a failure as a human being. I don't think we easily go to that extreme of going from this to that. But look, that's what I can do easily. I can do that in a heartbeat in less than a week ago. Kind of did that. Doesn't mean that at all. Yeah, I'm out of words now. <laughs> I love the part in the beginning where it talks about that mental health can't be learned, only reawakened. I wonder how many lives would be changed in some way if people got a glimpse into the truth that we're all in mental health, no matter what it looks like or feels like. It's part of us. It is us. Like any other part of our bodies. How that might change their experience of things that happen. Just like it changed yours. As we move through challenging things and loss and even really beautiful changes in life. Like how much lighter would that feel? How much nicer we'd be to ourselves and to each other. Recently, I was <laughs> having my, you know, my quiet time. And I was thinking about kindness to myself. Like you just said, so it made me think of it. And like, you know, I, I could be so much kinder to myself. And immediately, immediately my mind comes up with all these ways to be kinder to myself, right? And not to say there's anything wrong with them. And if they show up, awesome. If I find myself doing them, awesome. But when all that settles down and I find myself under the noise, I think kindness is our default, like mental health. And from that space, I think we can hear our inner voice more clearly. And it's always kind, but I think it's always weighing in in some way, like in our, I don't know if this makes sense, but like it's somehow meeting every experience. Mm -hmm. Even from the mundane, you know, things of our life, like when to go to bed. Like meeting it. And it's always kind. And it's always better than my list of ways to be kind to myself. And if it doesn't feel kind, 
Let's note the still voice within. That's what I've noticed. Because I've I've given myself a hard time by not doing the things on my list to be kind to myself, which is incredibly ironic. I've given myself, you know, I've used the be kind to myself list as a stick to hit myself with, which is kind of defeats the object, but I didn't notice that. <laughs> and then there is that other voice that it's some point will always be heard is it always available under the noise which feels totally different and i don't think it feels like a doing no. doesn't feel like a list or a have to or even it's my job it's more of a being mm. and you can't help but be kind in that space my shoulders drop, the knot in my stomach disappears. And there's a, an exhale that tends to happen and the feeling of home again, reawakened. Back to one of the words in what you read out beautifully. And so held. Even when it feels like we're not, we are. Thanks, man. Thank you, Kate. You've been listening to this week's episode of Under the Noise with Kate Roberts and Wynne Morgan. And if there's any topic that you'd like us to discuss, then please let us know. We'd love to hear from you or to share what you're enjoying about what you're hearing and the space it allows within you. We'd love to hear that too. How to get in touch with us is on the information on the outro, I think they're called, aren't they? The opposite of intro would be outro. <laughs> and in the description of wherever you found this podcast. And uh, we'll speak to you again very soon. Take care. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.